Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Good morning, fellows. Hello. Good morning, How... Benjamin. Thank you. How are we all today? All right. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that we've. this is now the second podcast in a row where we've all actually been here. Mm. You know, there was a chance that maybe we'd all be back together and then something else would happen and we'd, we'd go mm. back to that two. That would be it, yeah. But look at us I mean, on there, a streak. There is going to be two podcasts at the end of this month that I'm not going to be here for. Right. Mm. So that's the first time I've missed one, I think, since like January. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good so, streak. Mm. You've had a good streak going. Well done. Yeah, I'm a bit sad about it, actually. <laughs> Don't wanna don't go, don't lose don't go away. Yeah, yeah, just stay. Just won't go to Italy. Yeah. It's just fine. dial in. We'll call you. We up can for dial an you. Hour. Yeah. yeah, and you can just talk to us about <laughs> games and stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, this is our video game podcast, and each and every week we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. It helps us keep the lights on here. Mm-hmm. Literally, they're mm. very bright. They are. It's too that early. That light doesn't work though. So no, not, no. we need more. Not sponsors all the light sponsors. That light can yeah. work. That's why these ad reads are so important and so real. And Peter has the ad read in front of him right now. It's a huge one this week we've yeah. got a really big game slash company working Ooh. for with us not for us um <laughs> we have been in touch with ea mm-hmm. uh, and we've got a sponsorship from the upcoming fifa football game that they do yeah mm-hmm. uh you know they've they've done fifa 21 mm-hmm. they've done fifa 22 mm-hmm. uh, the only thing is they've now actually lost the license to to fifa although right. they're, they're going to be dropping that entirely mm-hmm. so the next game is just called 23 just 23. Just 23. 23. It's coming okay. this year, end of this year. Mm-hmm. We're sponsored by 23. Wow, the um, number 20, like Sesame Street. Yeah. yeah. This episode of the Triple Jump Podcast was brought to you by the number 23. Number 23. It's a shame it wasn't 22 because then they could get like a time with t- Taylor Swift and she could do all the adverts. Yeah, yeah, yeah she likes could, that number. It's a yeah. shame. Um, does, how often does Taylor Swift release albums and what number is she up to now? Does she do more numbers or is that it? She doesn't do numbers. Adele does Ed, numbers, if that's who Adele you're does numbers. Of. Ed Sheeran does sort of multiplication, mm. mathematical. Yeah, he's Taylor just equal does equal like sign. different yeah. names, like just different regular stuff. album names. Just doing a new But song she's got though. a song called 22, yeah. is what I was Oh, right, because she's but feeling, feeling 22. 22. Yeah. I'm not feeling 22 today. I'm are you not, feeling 22 today? No. Ashton, are you feeling 22 I'm feeling 23, because that's my age. That is your age. What's my age again? 
nearly 30. Nearly 30. Maybe you could sponsor um, yeah. or you know, work with EA on the upcoming game, 23. Mm. But when 23 comes out, I'll be... 24. Oh, well, that's wow. usually how it goes, right? Yeah, they release that's it a year true. Yeah, that's a good point. Or like the, the few months preceding yeah. the year. So that kind of, you know, it lines up. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Perfect. Good thing that's so real and yeah. true. Yeah, good, good, good thing it's a lie. Oh. What? Well, got you. Come on. I'm sad now because I really thought I was going to get a partnership with them because oh. I'm the same age. No, it's... Am I still 29 and Ashton's still 23? Don't know. Ask uh, ask EA, even though they they have nothing to do with it. I thought you were gonna say, okay. ask your mum. Ask your mum. She'll remember. <laughs> ask your mum. She was there. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not sponsored by the number 23 this week. We're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this show and you get loads of other rewards as well uh, at higher tiers. So make sure you go and check those out if you haven't already. Loads of really cool stuff, including access to After Dark, our fortnightly podcast, not about games, where we just answer questions about pretty much anything. And that's exclusive to patrons of a certain tier. We're going to mm-hmm. record it after this podcast. Mm-hmm. So we maybe are. you should go check it out. Maybe you want to go check it out. Fancy. We got anything else to say? No, normally we talk about Facebook here, but we did that. Yeah. Um, we will once again say that if you see any live streams happening or videos appearing on your Facebook feed, please watch them because we need to get our watch time up. Um, we did a little mathematics and uh, <laughs> at our current rate, we will reach the minimum watch time to be monetized by the year uh, 4,200. So if you can, <laughs> and we've, we've actually got 60 days to do it. We so. do have 60 days to do it. It's yeah. it's dire at the moment because we haven't really, the, the wheels haven't really started turning for us in we've terms of changed actually. changed our output. No, yeah. we haven't, but at our current trend, it's going really well. Uh, so do watch stuff. If, if it pops up, it would it would really help us out. I love that. It. Last week, we were like, we promised we won't mention Facebook <laughs> again. <laughs> we've done it. Listen, Every time since. we won't we won't make you follow it anymore. No, no. we're not gonna so, we're not gonna interrupt worst games ever. Followers, no, weirdest but... games ever. But uh, while we've while we've got you, you know, uh, we are also simulcasting our joint streams on Thursdays yes, now on right. YouTube and Facebook, so you can tune into them on Facebook if mm. you want, and uh, do, you know, do the. Do, do little do comments, the do the Mario. You, you don't need to watch the live stream to do that, but it is encouraged, obviously, if yeah. you want to do the Mario while you're watching it. Uh, well, that's it then. I suppose we should just crack straight on with question one. Let's. It's a question from Callum Story who says, Hey, Bap. Hello. Xbox Hello, were hit by a major service outage over the weekend, which left many players, including myself, unable to launch any games for several days, even those that they own outright. Mm. This has led to calls for Microsoft to scrap their always online DRM. Should Microsoft change slash remove their DRM, or can they justify this outage as an accepted risk of modern gaming? Before we start, I think DRM is a bit of a scoogle. So, in right. case someone doesn't is it know, Scoogle, Scoogle, yeah. Is that was that the term? Scoogle, Sorry, come on, it's your term. <laughs> My apologies. Bit of a scoogle. Things yeah. a bit of a scoogle. So, if someone could explain. Not just for me. I, I googled it earlier. There you are. You can read that bit if you like. DRM stands for Digital Rights Management. Have to be online to verify you own what you're playing. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what it is. It's a sort of. Uh, it's an overbearing anti-piracy measure, essentially. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Peter? I mean, it's bad. This is really bad. It's not good, is it? No, that's for sure. No one wants this. I hate this. Um, <laughs> I don't know why there's not some way. And this, I'm sure this is a really naive thing to say, and this would just never work for some reason that I don't understand. But why can you not just sort of verify that you own the game maybe the first time you boot it up or mm. something? 
and you don't then always have to be online every time you play it after that. Remember like CD keys? I'm not suggesting we bring back CD keys because I'm sure there were ways around that. Well, there, well, there were ways well. around that. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, people used to like crack CDs and stuff. I don't know like how it all works. But all I'm saying is it's ridiculous that you have to always be online. Because, right. So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. yeah, here mm-hmm. I go. Go here on, go, go on. Off. Don't hold me back. I used to live in a place that had rubbish internet. Um, and actually, over lockdown, I went back to the place that had rubbish internet for like a year and a half. And sometimes, not all the time, usually it'd be a bit of a signal, it would just be slow. But sometimes you just wouldn't be able to connect at all if it was really bad weather or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that would leave me and people who live in even more remote areas than that, just unable to play games, even if the servers are working. Uh, and then obviously you have... Uh, occasions like this where there are actual outages at microsoft's end or whoever we're talking about because it's not just microsoft with always online drm um so it's madness i just don't i don't understand why this has to happen and why there's not just some other way that they can like verify ownership uh and just sort of attach a kind of a, a a token to your account so that then if you're offline and you try and play it there's something in there internally that says, no, it's okay. They mm. can play the game. Do you remember this happened? This was quite bad with um, SimCity. There yes. was a, a SimCity that came out around the time that, uh, what's the the kind of spiritual spin-off called? Um, City, City Skylines. Skylines yeah. yeah. Sort of around yeah. the same time that that was coming out or due to come out. And SimCity had a really big uh, kind of controversial always online DRM problem. And it's one of the things that made City Skylines so popular because they didn't have that. Um, I don't. Have, I mean, really, I don't have a lot to say other than I think it's ridiculous because things like this happen, and I think mm. it's terrible, especially if yeah. it's uh, they have it on like single player only games as well. So, you know, uh, I don't know if Microsoft do, but other publishers and developers I, do. I wasn't aware that the DRM was this rife on Xbox. No, no I mean neither. An Xbox thing particularly. Quite frankly, I'm not even sure what the situation is with PlayStation. When I was trying to do a bit of research, I couldn't couldn't find out a great no. deal about what their it's policy the thing I associate is. Associate with PC games more. But, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and this this tried to creep in at the beginning of the. I think the Xbox One came under a lot of fire in that whole PR flip storm that uh, happened yeah, at launch right. because they they pitched quite prominently that it was always online and people said we don't want that mm-hmm. um psn team seems to go down relatively frequently mm. but i can't say that i've ever been affected to the extent that i am i have been unable to play the games no, it's that not i want to play playing. it's me you can't play online but you can't yeah. you can still play all the games that you've got mm-hmm. that aren't online yeah. right but but still yeah it's 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 really bizarre because i've i was thinking about it because i prominently or predominantly, I should say, play on on PlayStation and mm. on PS5. And while PSN has gone down, I was thinking actually that while that has never affected me, I've never actually booted up and played my PS5 when it hasn't been connected to the internet. Whenever I've taken it anywhere yeah. other than my home, I've always connected it to the mm. local network as, as soon as possible and played it. So I don't know what that experience is like. I suppose it raises a bigger question about how people with bad internet or without internet are basically just going to increasingly be sidelined to the point where they just can't play, just can't play home console consoles games. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Or PC games, maybe. Kind of rubbish? Yeah. What do you think, Ashton? Um, I kind of think that obviously, like, for right now, this is really rubbish. And this is kind of like something that I don't think anyone should have to deal with when mm. you've bought a game. However, in the long term, if, like, we're going from, 
if it's if you're not online or if the servers are down, you can't play the games you own. Mm. How, you know, if the servers are down permanently, say Microsoft, I don't know, something catastrophic happens to Microsoft and they shut down completely and the servers go down. Does that mean everyone who's ever played a Microsoft, like got an Xbox game that they've bought online will no longer be able to play the games anymore mm. because you've made it so that you can only play them when they're online? Um, does it, harbor the longevity of these titles if they are stuck on an Xbox that has to be connected to the internet and specifically a server. So it's kind of a bit of a a longevity issue as well. I don't think it makes sense. I think that like, like you say, if you own a game that you've purchased with your money, you should be able to play it regardless of the situation that your Mm. Xbox is in. Same way that if you've bought a, a like Switch game, you should still be able to play it if you can't connect to the internet as long as you're not trying to play online. There's just like all these different kind of caveats of, well, I can play my Xbox, but I can't play my Xbox when I'm not connected to the internet. And I also, I can't play my Xbox if uh, servers go down. And also if my internet's not very good, I can't play my Xbox because the game doesn't think I own this game. So how does that make any mm. sense? It does literally makes no sense. And it doesn't even have to be that, well, I, I mean, I don't know actually, I was going to say, I don't know if the, the servers that are kind of, you, you know, you're connecting to with always online DRM, are um kind of run by like game to game like mm. by the publisher or, or the I think developer it's or whatever like xbox's or is server it just xbox yeah as that's a whole, what i right? think i read so i was gonna say if, if they're like case by case and like each game has like a set of servers that you connect to then you don't need to worry about like microsoft going down it's just like if such and such a company decides mm. oh we're not supporting that game anymore yeah um but if you if you think it's if you're saying it's it's more of a an Xbox server thing, then that's not as well, I bad. I think that's but. why it was such an issue is because like Xbox went down so well, all true. That you so couldn't play everything. any of the games yeah. rather than it being like yeah. you know, the gearbox server went down so you couldn't play Tiny Tina. Yeah, yeah, right. Um You're right though, it is it will, as time goes by, become a game preservation thing. I don't think anyone mm-hmm. anyone likes DRM or or could truly defend it i hate the phrase always online always online is terrible uh if that's attached to anything i'm immediately like no thanks yeah how dare you i i don't like this i I don't think anybody else will um to play ultimate devil's advocate it could just be the way that the xbox's online ecosystem is designed Mm. in that as as callum says it's an accepted risk of modern gaming. Like you want to play on the Xbox. Unfortunately, you've always got to be online. And fortunately, Xbox doesn't go down very often. And fortunately, the vast majority of people have stable internet connections. Mm-hmm. But there's always going to be that instance where it goes down mm-hmm. from time to time yeah. and where some people don't have good internet. And then when that happens, you're absolutely buggered. Mm-hmm. Like, it happens from time to time in it as, a set, as a different example. Like, for example, if your phone breaks or if you're... PC breaks at home or, you know, your console breaks or Xbox Live goes down or whatever. The you that we have these conveniences that the they're just so ingrained in our day-to-day life that when they're suddenly taken away, you're just at a complete loss. Like mm. what what do I do? It's like, like when my phone my phone's gone. What do I what do I do? It's like when this is so weird. And like your mum says, oh, we've got some candles under the sink. We well, you go and get them. And you walk into the kitchen and you press the light switch. Yeah. Because you're just so like... <laughs> exactly. Like it's... it's This is just... It, I'm not saying it should be like this, but this is just a very real example of, of like 
things, the things that we have come to rely on are, are extremely fragile and can, mm. so I think we should all live in caves is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or go good. live in a hut in the woods and mm. just read paper Smart books. Yeah, exactly. Mad Max it in the woods. Um, it sucks. It's it's really rubbish. I don't know what the solution is apart from people kicking up enough stink that Microsoft might change tact. But the realistically, what's going to happen here is Microsoft will not change their ways and just do everything in their immense power to ensure that a as like a, a, the the server outages don't happen mm. ever again mm-hmm. and if they do happen it will be maybe once every few years and then everyone will get really cross again and then maybe forget yeah. because yeah. it just doesn't happen again it's just the fact that this has happened at all that has really shone a light on mm. Well, this is stupidly designed, isn't it? And it was Shouldn't for a while as well. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just like, oh, there was a, like a four-hour outage. It was like Friday the other day. and Saturday, like, No, no, it? it was like, yeah, That's over terrible. a weekend. Reminds me of when PSN went down for a month back in like yeah. 2012. And that was just that was the, the just the weirdest time. Mm. You, you could play your games offline, but you just couldn't. There was no online gaming for a mm. month. Mm. It, was, yeah. it was kind of insane. No friends for you for one month. No friends. No friends at all. Here are six average games as an apology yeah basically yeah, that's what right. they did yeah. uh so like that a was, golf game and something <laughs> there was i think burnout paradise you could you have a choice it's burnout paradise i think you could, like maybe mortal kombat 2 streets of rage was on there i think maybe. one of them was a sports game what was it american football was it like nfl or i think the u.s had different games actually oh, right. and i think you you could choose maybe it's foggy now it's it feels like a light it's a decade ago so it's mm. been a while but yeah it was um it's crap in it yeah, it's crap, crap. <laughs> crap. Can we do better than that, That's please? Our answer. DRM is rubbish. Yeah. Uh, I suppose Xbox's answer for you will be, well, maybe just make sure you're always online. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, just get better internet. Maybe just scrub. Don't be offline. Just be rich. Yeah. <laughs> All right, rubbish. That's right. Well, <laughs> if the internet is up and the services aren't suffering outages. I suppose we would be able to talk about the things that we'd been playing in this next section that yeah. we've never done before. Yeah. Well, lucky for us, none of us play on Xbox. <laughs> so Not regularly enough for it to be an issue. So no. I guess we can do the segment. It's what we play in oh. time. Mm. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we've been playing. Sorry, Xbox gamers. Hopefully this this was last weekend at the time of release that this yeah. all happened. So hopefully you've made up for lost time. Try not to rub too much salt in the wound of mm. uh, all the things I played last weekend. <laughs> no, that's it's crap though. I'm sorry. I hope I hope it doesn't happen again anytime soon. Yeah. Peter, what have you been playing over the past week? Uh, I have continued to play a bit of Lego Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, I uh, last weekend at time of recording, I uh, went to see the uh, my family-in-law as it's called yes, yes that is what they say to be family yeah. in law to be mm-hmm. uh and we played some family in law games um on the nintendo wii and ps5 mm-hmm. uh, now i'm not familiar enough with the nintendo wii to know exactly what the collective term is for like the the sort of various me related games you can do but we played like, like the Wii Party and like yeah is that what Wii, it's called yeah. Wii Party yeah it's I, just if it starts with Wii and then they've put like something else after that you can play with the Mii's yeah I, I think it's yeah Wii Party sounds about right I've never owned a Wii um, I've only ever like played them at other people's houses so I'm, I'm not so familiar but we played um, Globetrot where you walk around it's a little bit sort of Mario Party-esque mm. where you're sort of wandering around a board but it's a it's a globe it's a planet, a planet Earth, and you play mini Globe Earth, as we call Globe it, the Earth. science yeah. community. Uh, and we played, um, there's one where you can like 
see how good friends you are mm -hmm. and like you answer questions about each other and then play a mini game together mm -hmm. score pretty highly with with various people okay good with my fiance that's nice good yeah. with her younger brother okay um, who i don't know that well he plays Fortnite and it confuses me mm -hmm. um but we also on the ps5 played has ubisoft colon hasbro colon monopoly oh, oh. that's brutal yeah we, we used to play that all the time me and ben and like it's absolutely brutal. We play against like a CPU and they would just wipe the floor with us every single time. Well, fortunately, it was just all, it was everyone. There were enough of us that mm. we just played not against any yeah. AI, but mm -hmm. it's got like a, an animated 3D board. Yeah. You wander around the city, you throw the dice and they like roll over and knock over other people's pieces. It's wow. chaotic. It's pretty good, you know. Um, so yeah, it's a, a PS5. Well, it, we played it on the PS5. I think it might actually be a PS4 game that's mm -hmm. um, yeah. got compatibility. But uh, So yeah, played that. There's other stuff available on there. I think you can probably play like Scrabble or something, <laughs> but we, we didn't do that. So played Monopoly and... Uh, this guy won. Oh hey. My God. hey. Did you so. win because everybody else lost? Or yeah, did they did they get bored and uh, I won because two other people lost. Uh they ended up sort of bankrupting this bankrupting themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the one other person was uh Amy's brother, and we we were just kind of rolling dice and like skipping turns and stuff because we just wanted to run out the clock until one of us couldn't afford to pay for the squares we landed on we were mm -hmm. just desperately trying to get it mm. to end because it was like half past midnight at this point um and then it does he, go on a while yeah and unfortunately he landed in one of my hotels and owed me like a thousand dollars so uh that was it that was it that Game was over. the nail in the coffin um so yeah played monopoly we party and also lego star wars nice Ashton. I too have played some Lego Star Wars this week. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to the episode eight movie. We've done eight of them now. Um, we've got 500 bricks. We're almost halfway wow, there with the amount of bricks we've got. Um, still so weird. My like, my opinion still stands. We actually came to the decision that, like the last week that this game's actually uh, not very good. Mm -hmm. We both were like, this game's kind of trash, huh? And we were like, yeah, 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 this game's not very good. Like it's got some stuff going for it, but it's also just got a lot not going for it. It's and just very bloated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wish it wasn't how it is. But we've started now, so we'll have to finish. Mm. Um, every time I... Must get our money's worth. Yes. Every time I go home and see my boyfriend, we spend like maybe two hours playing it during the day and then we're like, this is enough now. We're finished now with this. We'll play some more That's tomorrow. so sad. It really has seemed to be sort of a public turning of the tide of opinion yeah. on, on this game. At launch, it was everyone was really excited. And it's going to be like the biggest and best the Lego, Lego game. game. Mm. Yeah. But, and no. there was all that crunch. Yeah. And now, for what? For what? <laughs> for, for you two for to, to be slightly disappointed by it on Honestly, the podcast. Honestly, the more I play that game, the more I just want to go and play the complete saga. Yeah, that's the what one I where said. It was like right. the, the first six films. That was so good. Actually just one. broken up into six missions per film that were all like properly fleshed out and mm. had stuff to do and puzzles and things. Yeah. Complete saga was amazing. Yeah. And also, mm. for the first time since I was given it for Christmas of 2020. I took out Cyberpunk 2077 <gasps> from its wrapper oh. 
and I put it in my PlayStation yep. and I played about two hours of it last night and mm -hmm. I had a really good time. Oh, Wait. did I, you get the PS5 upgrade? Yes. So it's all shiny. Yeah, I installed that. But nice. um, I didn't realize that I was more excited about the fact that as I opened my, my packet, there were stickers in there. What? Yeah. I've like been, the the I've base been edition has loads stickers. of stuff, some yeah. free stickies this I whole was time. like, I've been sitting on these stickers for years. Could have been slapping them around. Could have been slapping them on everything. Um, so yeah, I played that last night. Was, I really enjoyed it. I picked the Nomad class. Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of after I played the opening mission I was like I wonder what the other two opening missions are hmm, maybe I have to play it again I won't I won't play it again the <laughs> game's too big again. but uh, I'm, I've just got past like the first mission and I'm allowed out into the open world now and yeah I'm enjoying it I I haven't gone back to Final Fantasy 7 yet because I got distracted and I didn't play it for like a week and a half because I thought I hadn't killed the evil house and I told my boyfriend that's why I was putting it off and he went you have beat the. I watched you beat the evil house when I was at your like when I was at yours, and I was like, "What? No, I haven't." It was like, "Yes, you have. You've done it." And I was like, "Oh, I'm putting it off for like a week and a half because I thought I hadn't done this battle. I have done it. I just forgot." Um, and also, I played some Switch Sports with Ben, mm -hmm. my Ben, Ben, mm. and uh, my Ben annoyingly taught Ben how to play Switch Sports well. He gave him like some little hack by accident oh, yeah. that meant that he was getting strike after strike I got after strike. four strikes in a row. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was really annoyed at my Ben because it was fun to play Switch Sports because Ben was so bad at it and we could all kind of take, take the mic out. Now I'm him. unstoppable. Now he knows this, this know technique where he goes all the way over to the left, like angles it towards the middle and then throws it and gets a strike all the time. And I heard that you were playing it at the weekend as well with uh, Kieran and yes. James and that you yeah. were doing that technique and getting really good scores and you I won. got a really good score but I wasn't able to pull off many strikes oh. yeah, I was I was extremely drunk to be fair <laughs> well, I, I uh, recently did a list on the channel go and have a look if you like uh, of the of like 10 was it 10 more weird video game world records I think mm. we've already done a 10 mm -hmm. weird rec yeah. records uh, and it was the uh, there was one for the most consecutive perfect games of Wii Sports Bowling. Oh my God. So you have to score 300 every single time. Yeah. It was done by like an old man who's like in his 70s this or his 80s. This is all he plays, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he, I can't remember the exact number, but it was over 100 consecutive games. Whoa. 300 score. Oh my God. Um, That's insane. So he's clearly got some kind of hack going on. Some mm. kind of, you know. Check his Wiimote. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fixed. It's weighted. Mm -hmm. That's mental. But that's all I've played this week. What have you played, Ben? Well, I also played Switch Sports. Mm -hmm. um, and bowling really is the only game that anyone can be asked to play. Yeah. I, I would say out of all the the six mini games that are included, bowling is just the easiest one because you only need one uh, uh, Joy-Con and mm -hmm. you can just pass it to other people and that makes it... If they'd have just called it Switch Bowling and just put some... Just put some more bowling-based stuff in. I think that'll probably be worth the price of admission. Have you tried any of the like challenge mode yet? With On bowling, the, yeah. Yes. So there's you can it adds like obstacles, I was random obstacles say they should, to the like, put obstacles down. That was in so, the original, I think. So was it? Yeah. In the original Wii bowling, or at least that maybe it was like Wii Sports Resort or something. Oh, but maybe. there was like there was definitely challenge ones in like the original. Wii Sports or something. I remember uh, playing okay. it. There were obstacles in uh, Monsters Inc. Bowling, which were I there? had for PC. What yeah. about Shrek Ogre Bowler? Uh, which do you know if that, that's no, no? <laughs> the spyware game that yeah. uh, that Philip uncovered for us? Uh, apart from that, I've played some Elden Ring, which will shock all of you, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, a little bit of Minecraft. Oh, playing oh. some Minecraft and. Uh, 
I'm not thrilled about this one, but I've been playing an awful lot of The Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker, which is a Wales Interactive game that was recently attempted by a group of us, but was so boring. And we were too drunk. That we just couldn't make any progress with it. And Mm. we love the Wales Interactive FMV cheese, but this one is non-linear and you basically have to interview various patients of, um, what are they? Psychiatrist. Yes, yes. Dr. Decker was a psychiatrist and you're interviewing various patients because he's been murdered and you're trying to work out what happened. Oh, but he's, so Dr. Decker's died. Dr. Decker is dead. So how could he be madness? How could it be infectious madness if he's already dead? Because his patients have been influenced by him. Honestly, I skipped all the dialogue. (laughs) I was there literally just to get the platinum trophy. And it it wasn't even that easy. It was actually really tedious and extremely time consuming. I I had to... um, There's a trophy for asking a thousand questions. Oh my God. And here's the fun thing. In one run through? Yes. And here's the fun thing. The really fun thing is that at least half of those you have to type out. So you have to not wow. only half With the, the questions. Controller? Yes. Ugh. Half the questions you can pick from like a drop down and the rest of them you have to manually type with a PlayStation controller. And how does was, the game know how to answer questions? I think it's just sort of it's pre-programmed with it. Whoever wrote this trophy guide is a wizard. I don't know. I don't know how they worked out what questions needed to be asked, Mm. but they have like a traffic light system in terms of, I assume, how much progress you've made in terms of questions asked. Um, And the guide says, it will go green after you type this one. And lo and behold, it goes green. Right. But man, I, my hands were so sore and it ended up, I thought, I, I started this game and I got one trophy in it and I, I tend to get the platinum in these terrible words and yeah. games anyway. So I thought I'll, I'll muscle through and I'll, I'll do it. I don't quite, I didn't realize how much I'd I'd bitten off until <laughs> I, st- I saw the first load of, here here's 20 questions you have to type manually. And then I was like, crap no, this thanks. is so i i changed the thing you know where you can use the the mm. motion of the controller as like a pointer to yeah. select letters i did that and then i made good use of the the suggested words at the top so a lot of the questions sometimes started the same why do you think mm. so i was able to select those from the auto suggested thing i like all these strats you're using <laughs> yeah. oh it was rubbish i finished it off last night and i got the platinum and it was not worth it um <laughs> and th- i think that might be the worst Wells Interactive game they've made. Really? Um, you can plug a USB keyboard into you. Almost keyboard. certainly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 probably. And I do have one of those. Maybe I should have done that. But even so, Still it's done fun. now. I'm really hoping who pressed mute on Uncle Marcus, which we've been looking forward to playing for a while. It's your birthday mm-hmm. treat. Yeah. It's my birthday treat. Can't I'm going to play it on my birthday. Um, I'm hoping that that's good in the sense that it's not like this because this their best work, their best work is when it's linear and you're just making decisions and the story plays out. Just leads you through. The worst ones are where it just leaves you and you have complete, you know, agency to ask and do what you want. With Uncle Yamaki, though, is that it was, it's like recorded over like lockdown and you have to obviously ask all of your family. You are going to ask a lot of questions. Killed Uncle Marky. I looked up a trophy guide. <laughs> right, just 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 because I wanted to know what kind of game we we're getting into. Right. I, the, my worst my worst nightmare at this point in my in my life is that we start who pressed mute on Unky Marky, and uh, and and it's like 
the infectious mm-hmm. madness of Dr. Decker, mm. where you've just got six people that you just ask unlimited questions to and then bumble through. Right. I just want it to be talk to this person, ask them, you know, base, make decisions based on stuff and then move on. And I think it might be kind of a combination of both. Mm. And I'm a bit worried, but we'll style it out. We'll see what happens. You definitely but, need that that keyboard next time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go for another thousand questions. Hopefully there's, it's not typing. Hopefully this was an, this was an early one of theirs. Wells Interactive and I think hopefully they've learned that people you shouldn't ask people to do that because that's mental do you remember when uh, Tony Hawk's Underground had um, that that like where you could brick other people's consoles by <laughs> uh, you so you could send messages to each other on Tony Hawk's Underground mm. and there was a character limit on it but if you plugged a USB keyboard in and put I think it might have even been a specific thing like semicolons you could go over 20 and if you then sent that message to someone uh, even if you weren't playing multiplayer with them, uh, their console would like just crash and shut down. <laughs> oh my god! People were like trolling each other with it. Um, there was a thing like that for iPhones as well, where you could send certain messages with with a string yeah. of, of right of, of like code or something. yeah, and it would just break your phone. Oh my god! They did that with like Snapchat, where you could only have like one little bit on Snapchat, but then if you copied and pasted like a full paragraph in of just like the same word over and over again you could then just expand that and just type as much as you wanted but obviously they changed that when they like gave everyone freedom but when we were first freedom. got snapchat it was like oh i want to send a long message i guess i'll just copy me going hello 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 over and over again and then i can expand it and type in as much as i want mm. all these hacks you're learning uh, yeah this is why you're always welcome. online drm is needed yeah. to prevent this this mm. future you know it's a force for good obviously that's what i've been playing do i do a question too then yes yeah this comes from ellie nicholas hey bap hello if you could have any animal companion from a video game in real life who would you have hope you're having a great day you Trico. too ellie hope you're having a great Hoping day you're having a yeah. great day as well also I want a... Did you say Trico? Trico. I just realised what you said. Yeah. I would not have Trico. The world's least cooperative animal yeah. companion. Just Over big. here. Uh, uh, oh, uh. <laughs> Trico. No. Uh, what? Please. I Jump over here. Yeah. It's uh, it's a part of the game because you uh, when you first get a pet, they're not always responsive to you. No. No, don't make excuses. No. Shut up. I also have to go to the toilet like several times a day, but I don't have to do that when I'm playing <laughs> flipping Far Cry, do I? You should go to the toilet if yeah, you need Yeah, you one. should. Yeah, that's true. Right. Anyway. Trico. I do not want Trico. No. In no. fact, I want the opposite of Trico. I was going to say I want a really um, obedient dog. Mm. Yeah, one that would just not in dog's life. Yeah, yeah, fine. That one, uh, as as long as it just slowly goes black over <laughs> Changes time. Changes colors. Yeah, yeah. Um, chameleon dog. Yeah, so I don't just want a dog. I want one of those dogs um, that can like go and fetch things for you, and will like fight for you, but also will not just go and fight things if you don't want them to. I don't want to go right. to the park and it like is going to attack everything. Mm. I want just have like a good dog. So the one that comes to mind is dog meat. Yes. Yeah. From Fallout. That's a good one. Um, but alternatively, then I was like, what about from the Tombe slash Tomba series? There's a dog called Baron who I imagine is probably pretty obedient because he sort of does what you ask him to. But better yet, he's quite big. He's like this big. If you're, watching, <laughs> if you're not watching on Off video. Off the floor. <laughs> Yeah, off, off the, the floor. Off the desk, off the yeah, floor. off the floor. Wow, I like that like even that. if you are watching on video, yeah, your you hands can't off see hands. Hands You can see where my shoulder <laughs> is. Like this, yeah, so he's like that, way. off the floor. But you guys can't see the floor, so you don't know. What's that like? Off four, the table, he's... Four, four, four no, foot. like three foot. Three foot. No, I don't know. 
It's a number three, of feet. Three feet tall, maybe. But because he's so big and he has big floppy ears, yes. you can get on his back and he can fly. Excellent. And he can take you wherever you want to go. Excellent. So that's what I want. I want an obedient dog that can that I can ride on the back of and fly. Mm -hmm. Baron. 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 That's his name. Yes. Ashton? Um, On the, the, the vibe of dogs, I put Cerberus from Hades. Because mm -hmm. okay. he's pretty cute. And uh, I know obviously he's got three heads and one of them's a bit mean, but I think the other two would keep them in check. And um, maybe if it's not that big though, because that's quite big. And I that's a lot of I don't know where I'd put that in my house. And also I don't want to have to clean up after a dog that's that massive. Oh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. um, but alternatively, I'd quite like a little Moogle friend mm -hmm. to Moogles hang around with yeah. me. Mm -hmm. They're pretty cute. Um, or a Palico cat from Monster Hunter. Yes, that I thought about saying good. a palico. They're very cute. Mm. And I mean, you can make them. I already have cats, but mine can't like make me dinner. Yeah. Or like they haven't, they don't have cute outfits on. No. And if I try and put a cute outfit on my cat, they'll just get really cross. Try and kill me. Food looks so good as well. It does. It's like cartoon pizza. Yeah. Well, that's not what it is, but it's, you know, when you look at cartoon pizza, you're like, that looks like the best pizza. Yeah. Teenage meat and ninja yeah. titles. It's that, that kind of energy yeah the food that they make looks absolutely delicious also they walk around on two legs and i think they that's do. really cute that is great that i would really like good. one of those as There's my friend a great bit from monster hunter world where they where Geralt appeared in it for mm -hmm. some reason at, at one point and my friend quotes it all the time where it's just Geralt's gruff voice actor going puko puko <laughs> what's a puko puko or something like that whatever the hell those one of those creatures is palico it's just well no he doesn't he's he's not saying palico he's say, i swear he's saying puko puko but i don't know it just sounds absurd coming out of his mouth and out of anyone's mouth really mm. yeah silly game uh, that's a very good game i just yeah. Anyway, what pet game. do you want? Um, I would like Torrent from Elden Ring, please. The, the horse, the spirit horse, mm. who I do not have to have stables for. Yeah. I can just summon him in, and then he's. I'm already riding him, and he can do two thirds of a triple jump, and he's very fast, and uh, he's got great. You know, he's got horns. Looks very cool. Probably doesn't poop. Doesn't poo, and if yeah. he's about to poo, I can just go. You banish, yeah. go away, <laughs> back to your phantom realm, wherever you're from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alternatively, maybe a Pokemon of some yeah. kind, like a Squirtle or something, Squirtles would be cute. would be pretty good. And again, you know, you, you just get a you're turtle. about to do nah. <laughs> for the reason I'm about to say, you're about to do a little Squirtle poo, back in your ball. Do it in there. Poo in your ball. I don't want to see it. Basically, I don't want any of I'm the. I'm going to do a poo at balls. At balls. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, basically, I just don't want any of the hassle of the upkeep of animals in any way. So if I can banish them to some sort of <laughs> liminal space that I don't have to consider or worry about, then that's that works for me. Do you think like when they go in the Pokeball, they're kind of like held stagnant in time? So when he comes back out the Pokeball, he'd still need to poo because he didn't actually poo. Question. There's all or sorts do you of think philosophical it's like, questions about that. He's got like a little house in there. I always like to think he lives in a little house like a Polly Pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say like a Polly Pocket. Like a little Polly Pocket. Poker Pocket. Yeah. But Polly Pocket. Yes, of course. Uh, Polly Pokemon. <laughs> Polly Pocket Monsters. Should we just keep going? So many variations. We'll just keep going forever. Um, yeah, I like to think that that's the case, but also I think it's some sort of horrific eldritch nightmare in there and he's he's just like in purgatory, just well, in like yeah. a big blank white just room. The, yeah, they always just, seem so happy echoing. To, to come out. So I, I kind of assume that they're in like a real like a time vortex yeah, where time like doesn't it. pass. They just go in there and then when they come back out, it's been like it's awful. a second. Remember when Pikachu spoke? 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Why don't you go in the Pokeball? Because, because I don't want to be away from you. Or Awful. something like that. Awful. And then the clip of that is from the cinema <laughs> screen, going, isn't it? Where everyone's going, Whoa, no, what the hell was that? Stop it. All these adults going to see it who've been watching Pokemon since they were five. Yeah. Like, that is sacrilegious. <laughs> Why did you do that? Do you remember Pikachu was uh, Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Or was Ryan Reynolds Pikachu? Hmm. Well, both. Yeah. Because technically both. Yeah, because technically both. Because technically both. It was a pretty good film, that. Didn't dislike it was weird. It was a bit of a weird uh, twist, wasn't it? Yeah. A bit of a weird one. Yeah. It had some... It had some... Yep. What else is a bit weird? Oh. What's that? I see. It's... Uh, it's... It's weird news. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. But before we get to the weird news, would you prefer that I forget again? No, no, it's okay. No, no, go for it. We're going to shout out our wonderful podcast producers who support us at a specific tier on patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you would like to become a podcast producer, go and check out that website and consider supporting us there. Please, 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 please. Thank you very much. This week's podcast producers are Peter Ross, Nathan, Josh Plain, G.Y. Goliath, Sean Legg, Corey Duffel, Ellie Nicholas, Erica Hutchinson, Melody L. Bonnet, Katie Jarrett, and Gabrielle Philippink. Thank Thanks you so much. Thanks, podcast producers. Thank you. Thank you, podcast sort of producers. Sort through those a bit there. Sorry to not... Nathan. Yeah. Well, maybe... Josh. Next time, give you a bit more, bit more airtime for your money. But thank we'll do it again if you want to go around no, no. one more time. Nathan. We'll, do, we'll read different ones this time. Okay. Okay. Nathan. Josh Plain. G.Y. Goliath. You read that one last time, Ashton. No, I read Josh Plain no, you're last right. time. Sean Legg. <laughs> Corey Duffel. <laughs> Ellie Nicholas. Erica Hutchinson. <laughs> Melody Albonette. Katie Garrett or Jared. And Gabrielle Philippink. Excellent. Thank you, podcast producers. Thank you, podcast, Thanks, producers. podcast producers. Appreciate you. Thank mm. you very much. Peter, do you have some weird news and where did you get it? I have some weird news that was sent to us on Facebook, this one. We do a Facebook and Twitter post um, 
every week so you can submit weird news to us and we'll read it on the podcast look out for it uh this one was submitted to us by matthew wesolowski uh, and it's from gamingbible.co.uk. The Bible of video games. The Bible of gaming. Oh, wow. Man. And it's written by Kate Harold. Two first names, but never mind. <laughs> Gamer fired after accidentally adding boss on Xbox while working from home. Oh, no. There are plenty of great benefits to working from home. Personally, I love the 60-second commute to my desk, but as great as working from home may be, there are undeniably some major pitfalls for those who are easily drawn in by forbidden temptations. <laughs> Immediately underneath that, there's an advert for KFC. So, Oh, that is a forbidden temptation. Yeah. yeah. The strong-willed of us ignore our consoles until the working day is over. But our fallen friends... They're lured in by the temptation of one more mission or one more round. It's something that one Xbox player has recently discovered the consequences of. Take a look at this Xbox gamer who made an incredible carbon fiber Xbox controller Brilliant. from scratch. Okay, that's written into what? the pros. <laughs> Never mind that. Um, Xbox gamer Brandon recently took uh, to the TikTok account Placement Co. to share his cautionary tale. According to Brandon, he recently got fired from his job for, his, for accepting his boss as a friend on Xbox whilst working from home. He said, so I got fired from my job today. Don't add random people on Xbox because apparently bosses do that now and I work from home. I play Xbox. You know what I mean. That's the end of the quote. There's so many easy ways to like do that, though, while you are working. Like, Because if you've got Xbox Game Pass on your computer and yeah. you've got it like mm. as a kind of it's like always open it'll just pop up and be like you've got a friend request or you just yeah. check the app on your or lunch or you just check the app like maybe he didn't what? do it at lunch I mean either way I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt yeah but also yes there are many ways that you could Wouldn't accept a friend reaction? request during the day in the background an email could be seen which allegedly sent uh, which was allegedly sent by Brandon's employer it stated upon advice of counsel you are hereby terminated from name redacted not that one. Not that it one. It just says redacted. Maybe. Uh, for cause. <gasps> the email doesn't appear to refer to the Xbox altercation as a reason for dismissal. Um, I don't think this is real. Yeah, it could be false. Brandon's tale certainly contains an important lesson, but it does seem to be just that. A fictional tale. <laughs> what? How did they know that you said it's not real? <laughs> At no point earlier in the article has it mentioned it's real. And then you said, I don't think this is real. So it does appear to be just that, a fictional tale. Yeah, he says, yes, Ashton, you're right. <laughs> Brandon's tale, I guess they're just the, the use of the word tale, I guess. Brandon's tale certainly contains an important lesson, but it does seem to be just that, a fictional tale. TikTok users were quick to note that Placement Co. is in fact a career coaching company. In an email to the Daily Dot, Placement Co. said their account contains, quote, fictional stories based on real-life scenarios our clients have experienced, but noted that Brandon's video, quote, should be taken more as a parable and less as an autobiographical account. So there's Can't more to Brandon's story than meets the eye, but you've been warned regardless. Don't get fired, folks. I must admit, I didn't read that article before I brought it along. <laughs> I think they need to dig a little more into what actually happened here because that that is it's a really real. weird response. They just made it up. The story should be 
company pretends <laughs> man got fired for playing Xbox rather right, than so the man company, got yeah. fired. The company was in on it. So the TikTok account is yeah. run by a coaching company that who made it up. claims to work for. No. That he works for, but they made the story up right, okay. to get TikTok clicks and also to like be like, oh, don't play Xbox while you're working. So that people like us will read their name out yeah. on stream. Oh, hey, don't use that company. That's don't what I'm use saying. that company. It's like the liars. It does the the rounds every like six months that this casino backs this weird research company to remember when they designed this is what yeah. a gamer would look like in yes ten thousand oh, years or yeah. whatever. And it's like this is not based in any science, and it's so sensationalized and stupid that company that uh, websites can't help but report on it. Yeah. But then when you look at who who did it it's like some weird casino group because they know yeah. it'll get shared around yeah and, and they've done the it twice the article now and they're like it's not real it's, it's not, not real. based on science they've, they've done it consulted. twice now but the, the headlines will uniformly be this is what gamers will look yeah. like and it's like but that's not that you're lying that's yeah. a lie long gangly thumbs squinty eyes and yellow Big skin flat face yeah. strange ears <laughs> yeah, it's really bizarre I don't just ah. Uh, just don't report on it. Weird news, Ashton? Yeah, I have some. This comes from Bartek at BartolBB on Twitter. Boo-boo. Sent it to me directly. Boo-boo. It is a, a, a Eurogamer Poland translated into English via the Google Translate. Okay, so this will, this will be good. Then. Yeah, it's written by Daniel Klosinski. Maybe. Two first names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it says, a review of the famous Big Rigs appeared in the English matriculation exam. One of the worst games ever. Matriculation? Yeah, I think it's a Polish exam. Okay. In English. Um, I see, in English. Yeah, yeah, I immediately forgot that this is translated <laughs> yeah. from Polish. Yeah. Why are they talking about us like that? <laughs> the terrible quality of Big Rigs over the road racing is so well known that the opinion about the game even reached the English secondary school diploma and at the basic level. One of the tasks for today's exam required listening to a text in which a woman expresses her opinion on the infamous production of the Stella Stone studio. Then they quote what the woman says. There were only three old trucks to choose from and they looked ridiculous. Moreover, when I started the race, the car next to me didn't even move from the starting line. So I had no opponents. What a waste of time, the teacher complains. A bit late to make the most... Uh, oh, a bit later, to make the task more difficult, there was also a fragment with a much better title. With a number of options to choose from. Unfortunately, there is no title on this of this successful production. Don't know what that means. <laughs> Full stop. Bartek, could you not have translated this for us, maybe? <laughs> Big Rigs Over the Road Racing was released in 2003 and today is mainly famous for being one of the worst video games in history and an iconic status in some circles. Suffice it to say that only the post-premiere patch made the opponents start to move from the starting line, but they were still but they were standing before the finish line, so it was impossible to lose. And that's the end of the article. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I think Bartek also sent me a thing from... Uh, this is a quoted... Fragments from The Guardian. They didn't say it in the article. Oh, uh, so basically there's another quote from, like later on in the reading section that's also about Big Rigs that's like just says, one woman, well, Big Rig is advertised as a truck racing game in which players have to transport cargo across the US, avoiding the police and going faster than other drivers. But there were only three old trucks to choose from and they looked silly. And what's more, they only started driving, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But there's another like reading segment later on that's also from Big Rigs on the exam. 
Right. So for some reason, mm. they chose reviews from a 2003 terrible game to be in their English exam. Interesting. They're ripping off our gimmick. They are. That's not even the worst bit of Big Rigs. It's the fact that when you get to that bridge, you just like go down into the riverbed and then out again. Like you just phase through the bridge and you cannot, there's no speed cap when you go into reverse. So you can just reach like 10 billion miles an hour if you hold backwards. That's amazing. That's my weird news. Uh, Have you got some weird news? I do. Yes. This is from Jonathan Wong on Facebook and it's Kotaku, Jeremy Winslow, and the headline is, Meet the Only Person Keeping Action RPG Babylon's Fall Alive. Oh, oh no. that's sad. Babylon's Fall, the troubled live service action RPG from action game Luminaries Platinum Games, has seemingly hit life support. After two months on the market and a lukewarm reception at launch, Square Enix's latest effort was reduced to just one player on PC last week. <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) They revealed themselves on Twitter after VGC reported the shocking player count via Steam Charts data. Turns out it was Gfinity journalist DeShiel Wood who said Babylon's Fall is a flawed but charming game he hopes to convince players (laughs) or friends to play with him. Babylon's Fall dropped so on my it is on March the third for PC and PlayStation consoles, but was swiftly panned by critics for its ugly textures, bland uh, hack and slash combat, and uninspired gameplay loop. Uh, our own Ethan Gack, blah, 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 blah. The game's prospects looked so dire that uh, about two weeks after it came out, Square, Square Enix, blah, 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 try again. About two weeks after it came out, right? Right. Square right. Enix, yeah, yeah, had to release a statement, huh? S- a promising <laughs> Babylon's... So we're selling it. Babylon's Fall wasn't a dead game, even though its concurrent player count continued to fall off. But while folks have abandoned Square... Oh, that advert just disappeared and changed the layout of the page. Abandoned Square's newest looter RPG, Wood told Kotaku over Twitter DMs that he finds Babylon's Fall interesting despite its flaws. Uh, so there's the tweet there from VGC. Babylon's Fall, uh, Babylon's Fall dropped to just one concurrent player on PC this week, and Dash uh, Dashiel Wood has quote tweeted that saying, "Not a joke. This is literally me." <laughs> uh, it's had 25.2 thousand likes. Wow. There's a, uh, there's this real underdog charm to the entire experience, Wood said. It's a platinum game, of course, and I've always been a big fan of their work. In Babylon's Fall, you can see a lot of their hallmarks. The combat is actually a lot of fun when you get to grips with it, and there's a lot of depth there experimenting with different builds. You'll get blah, blah, blah. It's just saying that it's a nice game. Wood said that on the night of May the 3rd, in which Babylon's Fall saw just a single concurrent player, him, he had logged in uh, a bit before bed to check things out. And then it, they go on to talk about Babylon's Fall a bit more. But there we are. <sighs> Must be a bit weird thinking you you're just in this giant empty game. Mm. Yeah, and there's no one. The only person playing yeah. in the entire world, and it's only been out a month and a bit. Wow! Absolutely shocking. Square Enix will not be happy with that. How that's performed? No, because we know you know they're really hard on themselves. Yeah, yeah. they really truly are. Um, so there we are. That's my weird news. Thanks, Ben. You're Thanks, ben. welcome. Time for question three now. We've got a question from Trevor Price here. That's Trevor Price. <laughs> Hi, Bash. I've probably done that before. Did you ever feel left behind by a game series or genre you enjoyed? Recently, I finished the fantastic Elden Ring. And while the decisions made have brought From Software wider appeal and greater success, my recent rerun of Dark Souls 3 has me sad, and I can't help but feel the formula will get further diluted as popularity grows. I understand I'm the, major- uh, I'm the minority preferring Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 3's darker tone and linear style to Elden Ring, but I do feel a tad left behind. Thanks, guys. Have a sandwich on me. Thank you, Trevor. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Trevor. Um, I've talked, I think, a couple of times in recent podcasts about how 
I was annoyed when Kingdom Hearts immediately went off the rails after the first game. <laughs> I thought it it had a lot of promise. I enjoyed, you know, all the kind of the Disney references. I'm not a Final Fantasy player, so I didn't get a lot of that. And I knew who Cloud was and Sephiroth, but uh, that was about the extent of my knowledge. But I enjoyed that, uh, you know, world and the combat. And I thought the story was all right. It Even in the first one, it was a little bit overly complicated, but it was mm. you you understood what was going on. Um, and then as soon as they really what annoyed me to begin with was that they went off onto like other platforms. Um, and I think they, they had someone like, did they, did they have any on like Nintendo handhelds or maybe it was just, I think they did have they did, one like, a Game on Boy Advance or something. They had one on the DS or the, or the DS. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fairly sure that they've, they've sort of just been on anything. Yeah. yeah. Which there, was, it might be a mobile game as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what I found games. frustrating is, is that. They went like exclusive on not just a different console to what they'd started from, but one made by a different company entirely. I think they went onto mobile, they went onto Nintendo uh, consoles as well. Uh, they also, obviously, I think uh, Kingdom Hearts Two was a PS2 game, wasn't it? Um, or maybe a PS3 Kingdom game. Hearts Two. Kingdom Hearts Two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was PS2. Yeah. That was certainly Sony, uh, you know, on a Sony console. Um, so it's not that it, it wasn't all still. Uh, that they weren't still catering to Sony players. But, you know, I've always been one for, like, wanting to play everything in a series and understand what's going on, especially something as weird and complicated as Kingdom Hearts. So that was disappointing. Um, But I've brought one other answer as well, which might come as a surprise to a certain extent. But actually, the Spyro trilogy, the longer that went on, it did actually deviate a little bit from what I liked so much about the first game. So the first one was very much like a fantasy game. It was set in almost a kind of a fairy tale world. Um, And the only sort of technology you really saw, like when there were, if if you ever saw like a speedboat or a a plane or something or a gun, because there were guns, it was in the hands of the enemies. Mm. And the implication was that, oh, technology, bad, trees, good, Mm. you know, castles, nice. Uh, factories evil um, and I quite liked that whole aesthetic that it was in this sort of enchanted realm you are team castle I am team castle exactly national trust national Fun. trust it was very much a national trust sort of game the first one uh, and then as Spyro 2 and 3 uh, you know came out they still obviously had very much a magical theme running through them mm. but on top of that you had like hey Spyro want to ride my speedboat hey hop in this hovercraft skateboard uh, skateboard yeah exactly you know all of that and it felt a bit more kind of modern like you kind of felt like you were going to run into you know there were like there were like ninjas in it and there was like the fireworks factory and um in spyro 2 there were robots and stuff like friendly robots they were supposed to be allies uh, and i always quite liked in the first one that it was like no no like this this like magical kingdom is the good thing and the bad stuff is when they start like building industry and Mm. stuff Mm. Uh, and so when that changed i was like oh that's a shame still really liked spyro 2 and i quite liked spyro 3 but um yeah i kind of felt like oh that's not not what i signed up for at the beginning um so So they left you behind in 1997 yeah a little bit a little bit 98 i think (laughs) sorry 98 yeah if you want to get you remember correct about this you remember the day yeah um so there you go ashton um I have kind of one semi-specific answer and one vague answer. Um, I I kind of feel reverse 
Left Behind uh, by the Half-Life series because I really liked Half-Life Alex and I knew very little about, I knew like the general concept of what Half-Life was about and I knew kind of bits and bobs after like playing it. However, I felt left out because I haven't played the other ones and I kind of hadn't got around to playing them. I still haven't played the first one, but I'm, we're playing through the second one now. Um, but I felt reverse left behind. I was like, why have we not, you know, re-released Half-Life 1 for me to play mm. on PlayStation or something? Where's that for me, Valve, please? Um, but more specifically feeling left behind, but rather by a genre than a specific game series. I used to really like playing uh, online, like, shooters i really like to play cod with all of my friends who were boys who just used to drag me around and help me out um but now i find that like there's so many fps's and also i feel like if you haven't started playing them from like the very get-go or you don't have thousands of hours to sink into them you'll never be able to kind of like compete with people yeah. like everyone's just so good that i'm like there's no way that i'll ever be able to like get on that level unless as soon as a, a new one comes out with like a new various concept i play that and that's all i play for like the rest of time um but it's i always feel a bit like oh man i used to really like playing these games but now i wouldn't bother because i know i'm just gonna get rinsed every single time i play it so i'd rather just not play them and play something that i can you know have my own special time with mm -hmm. um rather than i just getting shot repeatedly and having to talk to people in online uh lobbies which we all know is just not nice um so that's what i feel kind of left behind by because i'm not very good at them and that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> but what about me but what about me the protagonist of reality yes, yes. the main character, the main character. to me exactly ben. i feel that way to an extent about borderlands 3 and wonderlands a little bit as well mm. where everything I loved about Borderlands 1 and 2 and to a slightly lesser extent the pre-sequel has sort of fallen by the wayside. That's true, yeah. And I feel like this series is only going to continue to evolve in a way that actively discourages me from playing them, um, particularly their pursuit of the live service elements and the challenges and the complete falling flat of attempts at comedy. Um, and I know that the first few games were very divisive in their comedic output anyway, but I don't think it's a, a particularly outrageous claim to say that they are not as funny as they That's used to be. That's a good shout, yeah. Um, so, I mean, from the humor to the... I mean, the gameplay's still fine, but, like, story-wise, just wasn't that compelling. The villains haven't been that good. I'm just just knowing... Like, I'm still going to play them, but I'm going to moan about it the whole time. Yeah. I'm yeah. still going to moan about it. Um, so that's sort of getting away from me a bit, I think. I hope Borderlands 4, whenever they do that, is kind of a return to form in that sense. However, uh, my example that I've got written down here is Sekiro, mm -hmm. uh, which isn't part of a series, but coming from a developer like From Software, and a lot of their games are very similar in terms of their structure, Sekiro was such a departure that it, I was so lost and I felt so frustrated to be out of the conversation with the, the kind of community that I would normally associate with. Um, because a lot of my friends really got into it and I just I just couldn't get into it. I just did not get on with Sekiro at all. And that was really frustrating. Um, I get what Trevor's saying in terms of Elden Ring being very different again. Obviously, they've, they've expanded it to open world and it's everything that Dark Souls probably should have 
become. Uh, but I've said it on this podcast before, if Bandai Namco and From Software saw fit to release basically a Dark Souls with exactly that sort of blueprint, the more linear, the darker gothic style gameplay with very little um, advancement in in how the the game was put together every couple of years, I would have gladly bought a Dark Souls game every few years Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. just for the rest of time because I just really like that that formula. And obviously making an open world is far more involved and... So I hope that they do return to Dark Souls, but they don't feel like they need to make it open world and it is a return to that kind of linear stuff. Uh, but certainly Sekiro was was one that I just felt it ran away from me. Yeah. It yeah. got away. The one that got away. Mm. Well, from one open world, which is big, to another, that's not correct at all. Uh, it's the big discussion. Mm, okay. It's big discussion time. Time for the big discussion. This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Dan Clapper, who says, Hey, Bap, it was announced today, earlier this week, that EA's football, or soccer, if you want to get American about this, won't have FIFA branding forward, it says. Do you think EA's games will still be dominant, or will whoever gets the FIFA license will manage to be competitive? (laughs) Uh, I've got a little bit of a write-up here from Push Square. I think I autocorrect these in my brain. When I read them, like I didn't notice that until you well, were reading Well, to be fair, I, I didn't notice it either when I was writing my notes. So there we are. This is from Push Square. In a jaw-dropping move, EA Sports will officially abandon the FIFA license for its line of football titles beginning with 2023's game. The publisher has flogged its soccer sims as FIFA for almost 30 years, but has decided to part ways with football's international governing body. Following the release of FIFA 23 later this year, the series will be henceforth known as EA Sports FC. It's imperative to note that this... Yes, it's imperative to note that this won't affect EA Sports' long-running relationship with leagues like the Premier League and the Champions League, meaning that EA Sports FC will continue to feature real teams and players from all around the world. While the World Cup, which is scheduled to take place in Qatar later this year, will be included in FIFA 23, it won't feature in EA Sports FC moving forward. We do have a response from FIFA themselves Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, This is, for people who are unfamiliar, the governing body of football, rather the sport, rather than the game. When we talk about FIFA in this, we're going to have to be clear whether we're talking about a game series or the football association. Yes. Uh, Despite losing the development efforts of EA Sports, FIFA president Gianni Infantino insists the game with the FIFA branding on the front will still be the best football simulator on the market. He gets a bit catty. Mm. I can assure you that the only authentic real game that has the FIFA name will be the best one available for gamers and football fans. (laughs) The FIFA name is the only global original title, he claims. However, before then, the organization says it has a number of new non-simulation games currently in development, one of which is themed around the uh, this year's controversial, putting it mildly, World Cup in Qatar. It Well, it's a bloods tournament is what it is. Mm. It will supposedly bring new interactive experiences to fans across the globe. Further titles are also being considered for next year's Women's World Cup with publisher discussions already underway. Another quote here. The interactive gaming and esports sector is on a path of unrivaled growth and diversification. FIFA's strategy is to ensure we can make the most of all future options and ensure a wide range of products and opportunities for gamers, fans, member associations, and partners, said Infantino. Lot to dissect there. Yeah. Um, this has been rumored for a while. Yeah. There were rumors a few months ago that that FIFA might have just sort of decided that 
uh, sorry, EA, oh God, have decided that maybe we don't need the FIFA name. Maybe we're big enough. And there was also a little quote here from the BBC. Uh, it's about money as well, obviously. Yeah. It's always about it's money. It's about money. According to the BBC, this quote comes from Elect Electronic Arts struck the last licensing deal with FIFA in 2013. And it has been reported that football's governing body had put the price of the license up significantly, this time to more than $1 billion per four-year World Cup yeah, cycle. Yeah, that's what I've got as well. As so it? there we... That's it, isn't it? That's that's mm. why. Yeah, yeah. The price has gone up. Uh, I. This is difficult because I. I mean, I'm not a, a big FIFA player. Um, but no, no, get away. <laughs> You're not a FIFA fan. I'm not a FIFA fan. FIFA fan faux fum, and I'm not like privy to the community and how. Um, so we we talk about <laughs> Ashton like that one. She really liked I that. I really like that one. We talk about how uh, when certain decisions are made on, uh, or well, uh, for example, we've talked about how Activision obviously are bad people, um, but they are the team behind Call of Duty, and we've talked about uh, how there are there's a certain group of players that will probably continue playing Call of Duty because they they don't read up on exactly what's going on in gaming. Mm. They don't know what's happening at Activision. And maybe even if they did, they might not care that much. Um, and so they'll probably carry on playing Call of Duty as is, as is their right. Um, and I think in this instance, my understanding would be that some people play FIFA and maybe Call of Duty and perhaps not a great deal uh, of, of other games. So they probably don't read gaming news as such. And it could honestly, I think, slip under the radar for some of these people that the license has like, changed hands or yeah. something. Mm. So I suspect that that group of people, however big or small it is, will probably just buy the next FIFA game whenever it yeah. comes out as fifa whatever they call it whoever the license goes to next they will just go oh finally they brought out the next fifa game i've been waiting for that for ages yeah and they'll just buy that whereas no actually idea. if what they really like is the ea football games they'd probably be as well to stick with uh, what they're calling it, ea sports fc ea football, e football <laughs> what is it called? it's called ea sports fc yeah. terrible name yeah. it is a pretty rubbish it's name. gonna take a lot of getting used to they probably intentionally put ea sports in there because that is it's in the game. That, yes. Well, that, it is literally yeah. in the game. It's been in all the FIFA games mm. so far. And maybe yeah. that will let them keep hold of that group of, of the audience who may may not be aware of this license change. But when they hear that EA Sports football game is coming out, they'll be like, that's that's what I play, isn't it? I don't know why it's not called FIFA, but that's, that's mm. my that's game. That's the one I play. Yeah. So that might be a, a deliberate thing to put EA Sports in the title. It's um, going to require an immense marketing push. Yeah. yeah, there's there's already been some stuff with many football clubs this week posting on their social media channels. Uh, we're in the club with the EA's logo yeah. on it. Yeah. So they're they're but they're, it's going to need to go harder than that because yeah. you're right. By the time we hit next year, there's every chance that we will have EA EA Sports FC 24 <laughs> and FIFA 24 on mm. shelves at the same time. Yeah, that is going to happen at some point. And a lot of you kind of everyday FIFA players will go. They won't know. Yes, oh, FIFA. FIFA. That's that's yeah. what I yeah. play. Um, whereas it's presumably going to be developed by someone who hasn't, maybe hasn't made football games before. What um, what would your worst case scenario publisher be? Because Square for me, Enix. it's Square Enix. <laughs> Square Enix. My, for me, it's Two K. 
I think right. 2K would oh, probably yeah. make a competent football game, but it would be so insidiously stuffed full yeah. of like microtransactions mm -hmm. and nonsense. Well, that Ubisoft the same though, so entirely possible. I don't think yeah. Ubisoft have time or resources to start making annual football games as well. Maybe it's time for Konami just to just to you know get that big dick energy going and just say you know that that pro evo nonsense we've been making yeah. that what was it called what they, what's the free I one called no idea i what can't called. remember what, what e they, this is football, e -football yeah e-football yeah this is football <laughs> that is an old one maybe it's time for it's this football. is football to come back uh yeah get, get rid of that and yeah konami are like right we'll buy we've got a billion dollars yeah. yeah we'll buy fifa for four years and just make a mint yeah, yeah but they could but i think maybe naughty dog or insomniac you start making the next whoever's FIFA developing game. the mario strikers game yes, yes. Get there. nintendo um so ea have also put out a statement about this i only brought like literally some some notes on it i don't have the actual quote but they said that as well as the money incentive, the monetary incentive. They said that this will give them more freedom for custom content. So it will allow players to watch and create in the game. And the article that I took this from, which I also don't have a citation for, so apologies, I'm really being professional here. Uh, they were kind of inferring that watch stuff in game might be like you know how on Fortnite you can go and like watch oh my god like concerts and stuff so they're gonna get messy to to like do well yeah do a live reading from his book yeah. or commit tax that's what they were, <laughs> 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 they were like reading state. into it like i mean that was very i think it was speculation but they were like ea have said oh it will allow people to watch and create in our game oh will like, it be like right uh wwe platform yeah. <laughs> Would it be like WWE 2K where you can like have Shrek as like your honestly they could they could go and you can like create yeah. your own. Characters. They're retaining all the licenses for the players and the teams, which mm. is the most important thing. Yeah, and presumably whoever ends up buying the FIFA license would then also need to get all the permissions for yeah, all these teams and, and things as well. Yeah, so I don't know how strict that those teams would be to say you can't have Shrek mm. play for Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. We can't have that. But maybe they could. It'd be kind of fun. It, it would be really fun. Come yeah. on, Manchester United. Stop being with, like, DreamWorks or whatever. Like, make the DreamWorks all stars. Oh, team. my God. As soon as it becomes some, like, ready player one nightmare. Yeah. Then, like, <laughs> maybe Epic will buy it. Maybe yeah. Epic will buy it and just stick it in Fortnite. Oh, you enjoyed FIFA, did you? Where it's now free to play and it's in Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. So Warner have, Brothers need to buy it. A they screamer a from John Wick who... <laughs> Who's been set up by Aloy from Horizon. Yeah. What a nightmare future we live in. The good news is, Ashton, they still have retained the rights to Bundesliga. Oh, good. Which is the <laughs> league, God. the German league, to find out who has the best Bunda. Yeah, yeah of the course. biggest Bunda. Yeah. yeah. Was it cl cl uh, gro grossest, the grossest Bunda? The grossest Bunda, yeah. Mm, of course, yeah. Uh, any any other thoughts, Ashton? Um. Football. Football. <laughs> uh, I think that it's like, I mean, it's it's an interesting move from both parties. I think that FIFA have been pretty sassy about it for a company that doesn't currently have anyone going to make their game. So yeah, I'd not mm. heard that statement. That yeah, like, I had. So we don't need either. them anyway. Yeah. Oh my god, the next game, game will be the one to play. You've not even got a developer yet. <laughs> no, but they've got about. several games about. in development apparently. Based, but well, maybe they're launching their own is. FIFA game company. Oh, that gosh. they're like doing it. If it's as good as we'll the movie they made about themselves, then yeah. I wouldn't get your hopes up. But um, I mean, EA Sports FC is a terrible name, and I was—it's a bad name for a game. It's 
doesn't roll off the tongue. Eastfuck. Yeah. <laughs> Eastfuck, East East of course, yeah. Or it should be Eastfuck, I guess. Yes. Eastfuck. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to play some football? Yes. Um, I think that, I mean, yeah, FIFA being pretty sassy for a company that doesn't currently have anyone making their games no. and has never had to make the game themselves, has always had a company to do it for them. Um, for decades. For decades. Yeah. Um, I think, obviously, it's always about money. I don't know if EA would have sacked it off had they not been charged a billion pounds every single time they're like trying to make a game um but you know at the end of the day the fifa name is huge and mm. like you say fifa makes probably a lot of money i don't have the stats in front of me but i can imagine it's up there in the millions if not like i don't know i don't know money's a a construct um but <laughs> but and yet and yet um but i think that obviously like it's a money thing maybe ea were like it costs us seven or eight million to make the game and i'm not gonna pay you another billion on top of that just because you want to put your name on it um so i get it i think it's a, a weird move from both parties and i think we'll have to see how it plays out i don't know who will do better but mm. At least EA know how to make football games. And I think it's good thing that that teams have gone will still be in it. Yeah. Because I think if teams were going, yeah, we're not, we're we won't be in FIFA it. License. Yeah. We're going to say, well, we're going to go wherever FIFA goes. I think that um, that would have made it, people would have been less inclined to buy EA Sports Football for FC Limited. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that it, when FIFA go to get the teams for their game, I wonder if they'll be like, you can either be in my game or their game. There is no two-timing with me. I'm mm. FIFA. Because all of these companies, all of these companies, all of these teams, I don't really know how football works, but I think they all kind of work with, they're obviously all under the FIFA umbrella because they have to be in order to play in the Champions League, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they'll so, be like affiliated. Unless FIFA go, yeah, we really like your team, but unfortunately you're actually in the EA Sports FC game and you can't be. Just me, just my game. Um, but we'll have to see how it plays out. But They are able to sell their licenses. I know eFootball has... It's, it's not yeah well. it's not fully yeah, licensed to the true. extent that's that a good point i forgot about that. fifa is but I, I think they have some agency in that regard mm. um, i used to really like when football like non-ea football games would come out that didn't have the license and mm -hmm. you would have like david benham and stuff <laughs> yeah like that was i used to love that fun. merseyside red instead of liverpool yeah. Mm -hmm. um yeah west london blues whatever the hell they were called yeah i don't know it's uh the northeast yeah. massive Yes, yeah. that is what that's what Newcastle were called <laughs> yeah. for the longest time. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is this is just going to serve to be hugely confusing. This is going to be really interesting yeah. to see how people react because, as you said, Peter, so many people are not going to be aware that this is happening. Yeah, EA desperately need to market the crap out of this, but they're likely in all manner of agreements with FIFA. So that, for example, in FIFA 23, which is still coming out this year, developed yeah. by EA. Mm -hmm they're probably not going to be able to put big banner ads up saying, by the way, it's going to be called something different next year. They're probably yeah. not allowed to do that. So they're just going to have to release this and then every day post-release go, <laughs> next one's going to be called EA's, EAS Fook, just so yeah. you know. Just so you know, that's yeah. what it's going to be called. Um, I, I don't know how this is going to play out. This is obviously greed 
all across the board. FIFA mm-hmm. is always one of the best-selling games of the year. Every yeah. single year, it sells millions and millions of copies worldwide. Um, they've just decided that they want to make more money, and they don't think that they need to do it with the FIFA, the, the FIFA branding. And obviously, FIFA are apparently charging way more for it this uh, this four-year period, this next four-year period. So maybe that was the push that they needed to make that decision. Mm-hmm. But it really could come back to bite them in the ass. Yeah. Because if an- if another publisher like 2K s- decides that is worth the price of admission, let's buy the FIFA rights and mm. just make something, even if it's crap, mm. it's still going to sell so many copies yeah. based on confusion alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it will take years for people, maybe years for people to realize mm. what's going on there. Uh, I just don't. I'm more interested from a marketing perspective as someone who also doesn't play FIFA as to just how EA plays this. Like, yeah. what are they going to do? How, how are they going to get the message out? How are they going to get the message out? It's, EA plays actually not. It's different. No, you have to buy a subscription to that. Yeah. I've still got a free code for that that I won after, what was it, the EA play oh, event yeah. for oh, at yeah. E3 last year. I, I managed to win a, a free trial. And well, keep hold of it. You'll be able to play... Um, EA Sports. It might have expired now. EAF Yeah, EAFK. Um, no idea. Really interesting one, though. So mm-hmm. make sure you let us know what you think in the comments below and the various places around the internet that Peter is about to tell you about, about, about right now. YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. That's where we are. It's where our content goes out. You can use a free Twitch server as part of your Amazon Prime subscription if you've got one uh, on us. It won't cost you anything extra. It's all bundled into your Amazon Prime. Uh, thank you to Lord Rotovich, Trialing Badger, and Mr. Black for modding us when we are live on Twitch, but also on YouTube uh, and Facebook. Yeah, and no one's Facebook. modding face. No, no one's really modding Fraser it. Is. I think Fraser is. I think Fraser an eye on it. Yeah. Uh, Twitter.com <laughs> and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. You can go there for video and live stream announcements, live content. We're now. Ooh. Testing the fire. I hope the they're testing they normally the fire test on this day, but it's, it's stopped now. Cool. You guys will even heard that. Fire, fire. Um, we are doing lots of live uh, premieres on Facebook now for the videos that we usually upload. And uh, we're, we're trying to put together a bit of a schedule of like actual live content. And as Bed said, as Bed said, said. As Bed said. Uh, as Bed said earlier, we also uh, stream on Facebook now when we're streaming on YouTube. It's like a co-stream. Yeah. Um, we've got a TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump. Uh, it's mostly Ashton and Fraser. Um, you need to do some more. I haven't done any in yeah, a while. Yeah, I've done some for a while. <gasps> uh, I should say, actually, thank you to Fraser for looking after our Twitter and Facebook. Yes. And our TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, from me, p- uh, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. You can go over there and look at all of our different reward tiers. There's lots to redeem for reasonable prices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have a website. It's triple J dot mup. That's triple J U dot MP. It spells jump. Isn't jump. that clever? It is clever, yeah. If you want to join our Discord and chat with our wonderful community, why not go triple J dot mup forward slash Discord? On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollow Eyes. Let me tell you to do something. Bloody well, do it. If you want to listen to the podcast in its audio forms, why not go triple J dot mup forward slash podcast? If you want to watch one of the many live stream VODs that we do, we have. Why not go to triple jet.mup? Yeah, fine. Triple forward slash vods to check about. If you want to get a cameo from one of us or James Jenkins. James! 
Yeah, kids. You can go to triplejet.mup forward slash cameo. And bear in mind that those are individual personalized video messages. If you'd like one mm. from all of us, it's available as a tier on our Patreon. Yes. So go check that out. Big group yeah. recording. And also, like, not to be picky, but if you're going to pay for it, you should do it on the website. Mainly because if you could do it on the app, half of your money just goes to Apple. Yeah, Apple yeah, takes a Google. huge or, cut Yeah, um, if you do it through the app. Yeah, so, so if you're able, do it on the website for a browser. Yeah. Or, you know, but obviously everything, thank you in advance for even considering it. Yes. But just so you know, Apple takes loads of your money. They do. They take yeah. about half of it. Yeah. So uh, thanks. Um, if you want some second call merch, you're all sporting some merch today. I've got the hoodie, got sports time. That t-shirt's no longer available, so you can't buy that anymore. No, but these, these are That available. one's still available. These cat shirts, the ones we did for charity, I've been told they are printing currently. So they Is should... that a smoke alarm now? No, it stopped. Okay. It's the cool catcher alarm. Uh, they are being printed currently, so it shouldn't be too long before people who ordered these and supported cats protection uh, will be getting them in their hands and on their bodies. I think Thank one of my patients. hairs is on you. I'm sorry. Uh, how did you do that? I don't know. My apologies. If you want to buy some merch, you can go to triplejumpshop.com or check out at triplejumpshop on Twitter for the latest merch announcements. Absolutely. Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do list... What is that, Pete? I have no idea. I think maybe someone's come in to test things, including a smoke alarm. <sighs> Bastards. Beep, 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 we do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze, Blaze it. On YouTube, the other and stream. And Facebook. And Facebook, thank you. And the other streams being solo streams on Twitch. We do Worst Games Ever, fortnightly, Friday for patrons of a certain tier, Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday and we do shows all the flipping time, so come check them out. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice for this podcast? It really helps and we appreciate it and it, it assists with Al Gore's rhythms, mm. etc. This week, of course, there's Cameo. TripleJU.mp forward slash cameo. That's that's hot and fresh off the off the presses, that website mm -hmm. um, and that URL. So you can come and request a personalized message from one of us for you or a significant other or whatever. Whatever you want. Yeah. It's there. It's available. Now, there's a chance that it may be ready, but we're not 100% sure. Yeah. Every Lego video game ranked from worst to best. I'm going to, on this occasion, err on the side that it won't be ready. Mm -hmm. Because last time we had this situation, I said that it would be ready and it, it wasn't. wasn't. So maybe if I say it probably won't be and it'll actually be next, this coming week, uh, time of release of the podcast, then maybe I'll be wrong and it's and already it come will out. will come out. You already know because if it, if it didn't come out yesterday at time of release, then it's going to come out next week. Yeah. Yes. It either came out on Friday or it didn't. Mm. And if it didn't, it'll be next week. But yeah. that'll be a really good one. Yeah. All of the Lego video games, including Lego Star Wars, the most recent one. So mm. go check that out. It's also Worst Games Ever week, isn't it? Mm. It is. Uh, the Worst game that we played was Big Mother Truckers Truck Me Harder Big Mother Truckers Truck Me Harder thank you Ash. Lorry Me Harder uh, I think it might also be for patrons it might be a weirdest game it is week. it yes. is the weirdest game week for patrons uh, so that is maybe we shouldn't say maybe if you're a patron mm. you'll, you'll find out well they'll already know you'll know but I mean uh, if you're not a patron yeah you'll have to wait another week and you want to know you'll have to look it up it probably spoils it when we put the like posts out on social media it might say what the game is but if not 
I think we just say Doesn't, weirdest yeah, games no, ever is available now available, for patrons. So. Oh, big mystery. There we are. So <laughs> big big Friday for patrons, for like the $5 tier, I think, on Patreon, yeah. right? Yeah. They get a worst games ever and a weirdest games ever this week. And everybody else will get a worst games ever on Sunday, tomorrow at the time of the release of this podcast, and weirdest games ever next week. Mm-hmm. So big week for content, potentially, <laughs> if Lego is ready. Peter, once again, would you mind reminding me of the sponsor of the IS podcast? Thank you very much, EA, for sponsoring this podcast uh, with the game 23. Thank you, EA. Thank, Thank you, you EA. EA. Really appreciate it. Maybe we should buy the FIFA license. Yeah. We've got a billion? We've got a billy. We've got a billy. We've got a billy. That's true. There's always a billion. Maybe we we can pretend we just didn't hear them. Yeah. But then we'd have to give him to them. We'll just make a replica. Ah, okay. Don't ever know. I think billy. Don't ever know. Right, we're going to go now. Enjoy the rest of your weekends and uh, stay safe out there. We'll see you very soon. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 